when you fall down, you have to get back up. When is it gonna happen to me? It's hard to have patience. I mean, it is. If you really want it bad enough, you cannot skip steps. Be grateful for what you got. If you really want to get on that grind and you don't like your job, I'm still cooking their bacon. Because you're always going to be wondering what if. Damn, I'm only here for one reason and one reason only, though. Patience starts now. Welcome back to another episode of Patience the Podcast with your host, Donnie D. And your host, Sammy G. Today, we have a very special guest for all of you avid travelers out there. She's the head of risk analysis for Northcott Global Solutions, a UK-based company specializing in global emergency crisis response, tracking, travel management, and remote logistics. She's a former trainee with NATO Headquarters Counterterrorism and Emergency Security Challenges Division and has volunteered as a caseworker for victim support, specially trained in sexual violence with young victims, antisocial behavior, bereavement by homicide, and major incident response, and the founder and CEO of an initiative called She Travel a women's only network and an online-based forum for female travelers to share information to aid safe travel. Annalisa Tampo, welcome to Patience the Podcast. Pleasure to be with you. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, it's fantastic to be able to talk about female travelers and safety considerations, so I'm very happy to join you. Well, we appreciate you taking the time. You, of course, are our first international guest from across the pond. You've just returned from holiday in Croatia. Yes, that was wonderful. I love Croatia. We were there for only a couple of days, but absolutely beautiful. Anyone who's not been there yet, I fully recommend. Beautiful islands, beautiful sea, absolutely fantastic. I hear it's quite the travel destination. We would love to know a little bit more about your background in global security and your personal and professional experiences that led to a substantial role in birthing the vision that you had for sheet travel. So I've been head of risk analysis for a global emergency response company uh, for a while now. I've been with the company almost about five years and, and we deal with quite interesting cases from all around the world. So I've been privileged to see and understand the way that people travel and travel destinations. Uh, prior to that, I was um, a trainee with NATO counterterrorism uh, team, as you mentioned, and also uh, supported in a few projects for the military side of house, um, gender advisory office and special representative for women, peace and security. So that's where my interest in uh, women and peace and security really grew. I also did some research around female engagement in terrorism and increase in female suicide bombers. So I've always had that kind of interest. And as you mentioned briefly about um, victim support and my volunteer casework, that also showed me a side of life that taught me a lot of new skills, but um, made me humbled about the way that people live and how these, this organization really helps, um, helps people in London to deal with the aftermath of the crime. And as you mentioned, I've, I'm the founder of She Travel, is a completely new initiative. We fully launched She Travel in July, so we had a fantastic launch event with great speakers. Um, this is close to my heart project, and, and that's just something that was born out of from professional and personal background. We're doing low female trailer workshops last year with my co-trainer, who's a fantastic woman with a lot of experience, and we saw different clients and their travel patterns, and we realized there was so much experience shared around the room from, from women who travel all over the world, some from them working for mining companies, some for um, expeditions, some are explorers, and there was just so much experience there. I myself had a quite a turbulent year in 2017 when I got caught up in security incidents so that 
that was the catalyst for creating She Travel. Could you uh, remember back to an event that happened in the UK? There was a, uh, a bombing incident during an Ariana Grande concert. Do you call that uh, incident? Yes, I do. I remember that evening very well. I remember those first, um, actually, because we have social media monitoring tools. Um, I remember those tweets coming in and something developing. So that was a horrific night. Something that at that time people didn't know that that was a terrorist incident and the scale of it and the victims, children, and that was just absolutely horrifying. In your view, since that incident, security measures, they've been increasing in the UK. Has there been a greater sense of security surrounding public events in the UK? Because for us in America, uh, we generally don't think in these terms because we're such a large country and you know events like 9-11 and things of that magnitude are so far in between. But in a place like the UK, would you consider the UK a safe place these days in terms of security and travelers going to the UK? Um, it is. I mean, it's been, it was difficult years for UK and uh, for metropolitans and bigger cities around Europe for for now a couple of years with the terrorist attacks in Brussels and Paris. So definitely the security measures have been enhanced. For any kind of city now, if you go to a bigger city, you, you need to be aware of the security risks. Unfortunately, with the way that terrorism takes form in the modern society, you just have to consider that there's always a possibility and the risk of that happening. Day-to-day -day basis, I mean, um, any kind of traveler comes to the UK, the threat level is still high. However, people travel anywhere, any day, anytime. So it's just something that you have to consider as a likelihood of risk happening. It's just something that we now, in the modern world, live with. Absolutely, yeah. The, the security concerns, I think, ever since 9-11 have definitely increased here uh, domestically in the US, and, and I understand increasingly so in Europe and abroad. What role do you think social media plays, if any, in shifting the prior perception of solo traveling being brave and risky to adventurous and exciting? Um, yes, you're absolutely right. It's, it's an interesting phenomenon. And you can see, I mean, the corporate travel, female travelers doing a business travel is rising. Women travel more on their own. Um, and that's due to many factors. Now, the standing of female and women has been changing with a higher purchasing powers for women, the more freedom, more time. Also, even the changing family modules, so women have children when they're older. There's a lot of different indicators going on. And as you rightly said, in the social media, so these days with social influencers, you can see that some people make that as a living. So people are traveling, they're making money of being influencers, and they're showing that uh, anybody at any time, at any given time, could travel anywhere in the world, so far-flung places. So that creates an idea um, that we can all travel at any time, anywhere. I think it's absolutely fantastic that women are traveling now more. However, um, you can see in the news there have been uh, some of the horrifying cases of, uh, of violence that have been inflicted on solo female travellers, there is a question of, of how we travel and how well prepared we are. Um, the question around social media is that although it shows that we can travel anywhere at any time, uh, what people sometimes forget that within six hours of the flight you're landing in a completely different uh, culture where it has different traditions and different different laws, legislation, um, social standing. So 
Although women in the Western society, at least, are now traveling much more, it raises the questions of how how ready are certain environments in receiving those um, solo travelers. It is something that uh, it's worth mentioning that in, in some of the countries still, and a lot of the countries, women traveling their own is still seen something that's new and something that's not normal. Um, so uh, women go into these certain environments, they need to be aware of the risks and certainly the attention or any kind of um, risks that they put themselves into. Uh, it's not saying don't go, but don't go being prepared and information is the key. So knowing knowing the environments you're going into. So long way around explaining this, um, social media definitely plays a big role, especially in, amongst the um, younger generations. You at She Travel on your social media run an almost daily campaign of female ambassadors posting their trips all over the world and really engaging audiences along their journeys and sharing their travel tips and so on. What kind of precautions and measures do you recommend women of all ages appropriate in order to comport with cultural and social norms to ensure safe travel arrangements that align with local views, considering your initiative is really meant to ensure safe travel, what are the kinds of things that can be relayed from your ambassadors to the general public about ways to align yourself with the local cultures to keep them safe? The first thing that we always say is that it's, it's the keys being prepared and we have all the information, so do your research, know that the country that you're going to, and if um, it's, it's very beneficial to know how um, females are perceived in that certain country, uh, whether there's any kind of risks or, for example, higher levels of sexual harassment or any kind of mention of drink spiking or somewhere, knowing the neighborhoods, knowing to get the information that you're able to get about the certain areas of the, the city of the country that you're going to. So knowing that, doing that risk assessment where you're going to, and that is the key. If you're going to more of a medium high-risk country, then absolutely being equipped with the, with the knowledge and the training, so taking the right kind of either travel safety training, also environment training, being equipped with that kind of training and knowledge that if you do get involved in an incident, you have the best chances to uh, respond to it in an appropriate way. Also knowing things like what kind of equipment and communicate communications mechanisms you need, what kind of area you're going to, do you have good comms, um, what sort of apps do they work, do you need a satellite phone, uh, how do you keep in touch with people, how do you um, reach out when you do have an incident. Small things like for female travellers and saying um, trying to arrive to a country um, at daytime because generally the crime rates are higher during the nightfall or the nighttime. So small things like that, um, um, choosing the safe hotels, so doing a bit of research about the hotel you're staying at, thinking about taxis you're using or the Uber in that country. Um, if you're traveling for work, knowing your travel policies around whether you can use uh, Uber or other app-based taxi providers, and always, always, always using the licensed taxis and not going on the street and hailing a, a random car because essentially you're sitting in a stranger's car. So things like that, just being prepared, being well equipped and having all the right information. And always trust your gut feeling and something feels wrong, then act on your gut feeling. I've had a chance to do a little bit of homework. I'm not a female and I you know, can't really relate to the, the gender specific safety concerns. But you know, doing a little bit of looking into it, I realized that as a female solo traveler, 
you know, going into a foreign country to not just be aware of the local culture, but to also be aware of the central location, going to a hotel that is in a public space, but then also being aware if there are alleyways around that hotel area to avoid those, especially at nighttime. And if you're traveling in public transportation, to make sure that you're using the most popular mode of transportation, the equivalent of an Uber, a Lyft, or whatever international equivalent, and avoid you know situations where there are unmarked cars and unmarked modes of transportation as that might heighten the risk of, of security issues going forward on your travels. That's really wonderful. Your uh, initiative is able to provide that kind of information uh, when people are traveling. It's an in-network kind of initiative that you have, and those members have access to that kind of information. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So it's um, online, safe environment, membership-based. So with a membership, you get access to safety guides, which are written by our experts. So, so security consultants who have had heaps of experience in their own travel and and uh, working in challenging environments. Uh, so we've got a fantastic pool of those consultants who are writing articles for us. And then we've got country profiles with specific female travel um, advice. So for a country profile, we highlight if in that certain country there's a higher risk of sexual assaults or any kind of crime that we see that are more gender-based in terms of violence inflicted on female travelers. Generally, in certain societies, that's more of a domestic violence or something that doesn't happen to tourists, but then that gives a good idea of what kind of society you're walking into and what are the sort of views and, and how are females perceived in the society. So you know that you can, you can respect and um, understand the culture and the traditions you're, you're visiting. Just to shift a little bit more locally, I know that as a woman, there are always concerns about going into, you know, a club environment, young people hanging out for, for entertainment. And uh, there's that big risk and concern of spiking drinks, young men and older men drugging women, essentially, without their knowledge. And that's really kind of an untalked about taboo that I don't think gets enough attention. I understand that travel security is one component of uh, she travel. Do you offer anything to your subscribers that give them tips in regards to a local travel or even travel abroad, club or entertainment nightlife environments that might help ward off some of those threats that are pervasive in the world everywhere today? Yes, it's um, exactly so the way you, what you're talking about the drink spiking and, and that's something that um, we've recently covered in a safety guide drink and food spiking with, which does happen. I mean, not only when you go traveling, but it happens in local environments. And that's just something that we're looking to expand our safety guys on something that, because when we talk about travel these days, they, travel doesn't only mean anymore overseas. Travel means in the bigger cities, travel means commute, travel means travel within the societies you're living in. So for example, with drink and food spiking, we've got a safety guide talking exactly about what kind of substances are used, uh, what, are the, what are the signs that your food or drink might have been spiked and what to do, uh, recommendations what to do. Uh, when it does happen. Uh, something that we highlight during our lone female child workshops is that um, drink spiking can also take place in client environments and work environments, and this has happened yeah. before, and that's just something that comes as a surprise for a lot of people. It just really isn't talked about enough, and just, I feel like with statistics like one in four you know, women everywhere in the world are assaulted in some uh, sexual nature and other is just jarring. In terms of episodes of violence against females occurring in Western nations, 
as often as their developing counterparts. What can women do to mitigate the circumstances while traveling abroad, particularly in places rife with gender stereotypes, social norms, entitlement, and patriarchy? Countries like in the Middle East, I know that's a big issue. Far East, that might be an issue where, you know, women in the West are used to a certain standard of equality, you know, despite the concerns we have in the West for that sort of thing. It's even more aggressive in those areas. So what does one do when traveling to a place where they know there is a heavy patriarchy and they know that like anywhere else to come up and speak to female travelers and oftentimes they're just trying to sell local goods. How can people be more aware and use the resources that you provide to sort of make that shift and be a little bit more cognizant of how a more patriarchal driven society with older traditions, how can they protect themselves from that sort of environment? Yeah, so that's a, it's a good point. And what we always say is, as I said, do your research and know the society you're going into. If there are any sort of restrictions on clothing or something that's saying, you know, do not wear short skirts or, or expose yourself, then that means that um, you should respect the local traditions and culture because you're not going there to change the environment. Um, the key to safe travel is, is to, um, when you go into that more of a medium risk or high risk environment, or if there's a certain risks to female travelers of getting more attention, is try to have a lower profile and, and be more conservative so you don't attract unwanted attention on curiosity sometimes that can be perceived as a sexual invitation. So that's just respecting the local culture and traditions and being respectful towards the their religion. Um, so that really we emphasize that, you know, even though you, you could do in, in certain more westernized cultures, you could wear those shorter skirts, but that's just something that's disrespectful towards their culture and may, may get you into trouble. If there is an incident and something does happen, and depending on either you're traveling on your own or you're traveling for work, um, think about beforehand what kind of mechanisms you have in place in order to get help. Your communication and who, who knows where you are, have you left your travel itinerary back home, um, do you have an emergency app, how can you, how can you um, get some sort of response to, to help you out. It is also very important to uh, be aware that in certain cultures and certain societies, reporting a sexual violence incident to the police might also mean that um, there might be some sort of re-victimization. Um, so be aware of those environments where, where there are different types of social norms. Just to jump into some of the statistics here, according to a survey from Booking.com in 2014, 72% of American women are taking solo journeys. American women have recently been ranked first in frequent solo travel and are most likely to take three or more trips in a given year and 65% have vacation without a partner. A newer study shows female travel has risen by a factor of two to one outnumbering their male counterparts. I know that uh, She Travel and the current company that you also work for offers a service called NGS that is based in the ability to locate people that are in dangerous crises, emergency situations all over the globe. What do you offer She Travels subscribers to ensure this new wave of female travelers are appropriately equipped with the highest standard of travel security for respondents? So for She Travel members, this is information-based and we educate female travelers with information that they can make their travel plans based on the best information received. As you mentioned with NGS, so that's um, 
in just services we do have travel safety app where you can press the red button and then uh, it would it will show your um, gps location and then it will trigger the response uh, uh, from ngs um, what we have for example just to just to give you an idea when our clients go traveling they can also do safety check-in calls so for example if you down would go to um, um, more medium high risk country you will set up safety check-in calls with uh, with the tracking team and you are required at certain time to call in and then when you haven't they will give you a 60 minute grace period and then they will start looking for you so these are the mechanisms when you work when you uh, travel for work more riskier environments you can put in place so that will mean that if they do not hear from you there's a certain escalation procedure in trying to then locate you and see whether you're in trouble um, and then if for example, during the terrorist attack or any kind of security incident, if something does happen, you can reach, reach out to the company and um, ask for assistance. And that depends on either a medical assistance, security assistance, um, logistical assistance, whatever you need um, to get yourself out from that situation. There was a, an online company called um, 101 Single Holidays, and they found in a study that more than 60,000 British travelers booked solo travel that number rose 14% in 2017 from 2016. Experts predicted an additional 11% jump in 2018. As a UK-based company, what kind of community support does Sea Travel offer for those living in the UK and the European continent? So yeah, for Sea Travel members, we've got members from all over the world now, which is great. We're going to uh, expand in terms of the safety guys we've got and for the local community and for the UK, uh, I envisage the platform to have as much as information as possible um, in terms of sort of the safer, um, safer cities. And we have a lot of interesting collaborations. Um, so, for example, um, a safety app called Safe in the City, which uh, looks at sexual harassment and different types of crimes in London. And you can report in without saying your name to the app. So I do advise you to go and have a look at it, Safe in the City, that's what it's called. So we're building strong collaborations with uh, very powerful in initiatives to to join the powers in, in order to make travel safer for for all the members. I want to shift gears a little bit toward your own personal journey here. Patience the podcast is very much themed on this idea of patience and we're always curious about uh, the entrepreneurs that we have on our show. Dive a little bit deeper and divulge what role patients has played in their personal and professional journey, and particularly in your case, what kind of advice can you offer the next generation of female entrepreneurs, whether they're going into a related field uh, or otherwise, that are interested in perhaps getting into the travel safety and security sector? Yes, yeah, so uh, patience, oh my God, that's a big word. Um, <laughs> my grandmother always used to say, have patience, and I never really Kind of, I, I've always been quite impatient, but what I've understood now, especially throughout a couple of years, and then when building She Travel, because She Travel is something that's it's part of NGS, it's powered by NGS, and it was definitely a very challenging journey for me to to build it and to to bring my vision alive. So it's having that patience and having that self belief, but also being okay when when you don't have self-belief but the main thing for me has been my support network and surrounding myself with the friends and family who at the time that I haven't had my self-belief have been the keepers of my hope and that's just something I'm forever grateful 
for another thing that I'm trying to learn and trying to teach myself in, in terms of patience is, is try to live a bit more in present because everything takes time. Building a business, building an initiative, it's hard work. But if you don't enjoy the journey, how, how can you enjoy the destination or the goal? So it's just something that for me, it's, it's still work in progress. Um, and then one thing I want to mention in terms of the women who want to get into the, the sector, um, what I'm dreaming of doing on an, an initiative creating is uh, Minerva Mission, which is, which is a foundation to support uh, women and young women who want to step into security risk management um, field and to support them by mentorship scheme. Um, so have somebody you look up to and who inspires you, who can uh, give you the inspiration and who you can learn from. So that's always been my mantra, is something that um, I look up to certain individuals and see how they carved their, their career. And not that I want to you know, be exactly like them, but I see how they've, they've walked their journey and, and taken few of their best recommendations and, and aligning them with my, my own vision. So that's incredible. For all those young female entrepreneurs that are looking to get into this travel sector, you've actually got a built-in mentorship program that you're building within the ecosystem at Sheen Travel for them to really be able to look uh, a little bit deeper into that network and find uh, some individuals that might be able to help uh, point them in their professional careers. So that's just um, that's a separate from Sheen Travel. That's something that I want to do on a volunteer basis, and we're building on uh, uh, building on that idea and, and sort of getting the network together. So I'd say watch this space. That foundation is something that that is a vision at the moment. There is a landing page for the website, but that's just something that I want to sort of take further um, when when we're ready. Absolutely. Now. This is such a wonderful opportunity to really highlight and showcase some of the travel risks associated with female travelers. But we don't want to forget about the men. You no. guys out there, we haven't forgot about you either. There was actually an online booking platform named Hostel World that found a study from 2018 that solo female travelers have increased by a margin of 45%, 2015 and 2017, compared to a 40% increase for men. The plight of female travelers is uniquely harrowing Violence against male tourism is equally as devastating. How can men get involved in sheet travel and become ambassadors of safe travel for the women in their lives? We've been really lucky with the supporting network of men being involved in sheet travel as well. And that's what I said, I don't want to exclude men. I want to include men in the conversation. Right. So, for example, with, um, with a lot of security directors, we've had a lot of conversations and, you know, educating them on how are they able to support a female travelers and equip them with the information? For example, if you're sending a pregnant female traveler, what sort of assistance or information they might need. So um, that's something that we're now developing in terms of working together with the, the male security managers because they bring so much valid um, information and experience to the table. So if you are a male, for she to our platform at the moment, that's female only, but in terms of conversation and all the social media, we're collaborating in all fantastic different companies, and they don't need to be a female only companies or female only initiatives. So we're bringing men into working together with that initiative. Um, you can be an ambassador, uh, you can support the cause, uh, and also 
we're planning on doing workshops for um, male security directors and equally for men in terms of talking about the risk for female travelers and how to, for example, support your colleagues when they go traveling. In terms of She Travel's future, Annalisa, what kind of strategies does She Travel have in store over the next fiscal year regarding online expansion of subscription services, offerings, and overall outreach for female solo travelers? We have global travelers on the platform now. We were looking to expand, grow the numbers, and also build more collaborations. So we're looking at, I'm very keen on the mental health and, and staying well in terms of your mental health and well-being while traveling so looking at initiatives around that different providing different training sessions so the collaborators and the training providers we're working with she trial members already have certain discount for the training so what i want to do um, ideally is is to build one stop shop for everything so for female travelers before they go traveling they can see the information they can see what kind of insurances what kind of, um, um, in terms of training they should be doing, and they can have an access to the training providers. So really build that whole community of travelers who help each other and connect them with the right providers. So the next year, we're going to be busy in terms of expanding the networks, expanding the, the members, and also coming up with new fantastic and powerful initiatives with our collaborators to really raise awareness around the risks so if we talk about the risks as we see them in the real world and we're not scared to actually mention that you know there is sexual harassment or there is sometimes you know something worse can happen then we can really address and and allow people who go through certain things to feel empowered by by becoming the survivors rather than victims and hopefully with that information we can just make travel a bit safer for everyone. I think that's the underlying goal here behind She Travel and we're really excited about your growth as a company and your ability to really impact the lives of both men and women uh, in terms of students traveling abroad, business travel of course, and solo travel in general being such a, a rising population uh, for females. We're really thankful you, uh, you made some time to shed some light on this really, really relevant subject matter. And if anybody were to want to get out the word a little bit more for you and uh, involve themselves, perhaps recommend these services to a friend, where can they reach out to you on social media, websites, and what's the best way they can really ensure that their future travels are just safer? So you can check us out on Instagram. So we are She Travel Global, and we're on Twitter and She Travel Global. We are She Travel LinkedIn, so you can use all of these means. And then you can contact us at info at shetravel.co.uk or check our website shetravel.co.uk and you can send us a direct message there. So there's ways and means about going to contact us and we can give you a trial membership to try it out for a couple of weeks, see if you find that information useful. And I'm always happy to answer any questions, have a phone call, um, discuss your top tips for, for traveling. It was a wonderful, wonderful opportunity we had today to discuss all these concerns. Thank you again for showing me a demo, outlining some of the fine features of the information network and all the different tools that they had to use. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to follow Patience of Podcasts on Instagram, follow on Facebook, like, subscribe on YouTube. Annalise, we want to thank you again very much for joining us today and shedding some light on this very important matter. 
Everyone be safe. Thank you so much, Annalisa, for being on the show. Thank you so much, it. both, um, for giving me that opportunity to um, to raise awareness and just to talk about it because I'm very passionate about tree travel, so always happy to talk about it. It's been our pleasure having you on, and we're keeping an eye on you and tree travel. We wish you all the best growth. Thank you again for joining us for episode eight of Patience of Podcast, and we'll see you guys on the next episode.